Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Down to Business. My name is Amanda Andrews, Associate Editor for New Hampshire Business Review. And joining me today, we have Jim Goldenberg, Principal of Cathartis, a private real estate firm based in Boston with ties to New Hampshire. So thank you very much for joining us, Jim. Hi, Amanda. Uh, <laughs> great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Now, I heard that y'all were celebrating 30 years developing smart living communities. So I just wonder if you could start by telling us a little bit more about um, your company's role in the industry and more about what smart living is. Sure. Um, yeah, and we, we decided to kind of mark, mark this year as our 30th anniversary uh, because it creeps up on you. And um, we, uh, we thought it was worth, uh, worth kind of contemplating and just uh, putting it in perspective. Um, we started the company in the depths of the real estate recession of, uh, of the late 80s, early 90s, and um, have kind of seen a lot, uh, a lot transpire since then. Oh, of course. Uh, and you know what? We, we, when we started the company, we really were a transaction company. We were, we were buying real estate um, and investing in real estate and, and kind of, uh, you know, really more of an investment approach because at the time the market was uh, such that you, you could buy real estate for pennies on the dollar. It didn't really make sense to, 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 to build. Um, and then over the 30 years, you know, the market has kind of come back and, and ebbed and flowed. And uh, really for the last 15 or 20 years, we've kind of morphed into really a developer, ground up developer for the most part. And uh, we've been very focused in, uh, in multifamily residential. Uh, for the last 10 or 15 years. We think, it's, uh, we think it's a great space. We think the pandemic only made it a better space to be in. And we're, uh, we, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of looking at each other and saying, all right, well, how are we going to plan the next 30 years? Right. Because so. <laughs> it's always changing. And I feel like now it's, there's a lot happening in the industry. <laughs> it's, it's a really exciting time to, to be in the industry. Um, it's exciting time to be going into the industry as a, as a, as a young person. Uh, and it's a really exciting time to, to be in the industry, having the perspective of, you know, 30 years in, 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 with our company, um, because, you know, real estate follows um, really, you know, what, what society is doing and what, what people are doing and how they're living and what they want. And uh, the pandemic has had such a big impact on that. We're really just starting to see it in um, in real estate of all of all types. Uh, so you know, we really think that over the next you know, 10, 15, 20 years, it's going to be a really dynamic industry and uh, and, a, and a lot of fun. What are some of your most recent projects that um, y'all have worked on? So we've been working on a, a large project in in uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, uh, called Portwalk. Mm. Really last almost 20 years and we continue to work on it it's a mixed-use development right in the in the heart of downtown um, we've developed uh, two apartment buildings three hotels a conference center parking garage five restaurants and a new street all in a in a five acre parcel that we purchased in 2004 it was the old parade office mall if people remember that um, so that's been a really exciting project for us. Um, we've got another mixed use, uh, project in Plymouth, uh, Plymouth, Massachusetts, um, Plymouth station, which is the, the old Cordage park, 
mm -hmm. uh, which is a, a 25 acre waterfront um, uh, former um, former Cordage Roke uh, company um, site, and we're redeveloping that into residential and mixed use. Um, we're working on some projects in a couple of projects in Dover, New Hampshire, and um, and we're looking in uh, Portland, Portland, Maine area as well, as well as a couple of other things. But those are kind of our main our main focuses right now. So you're only just a little busy. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're 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 busy for sure. For sure. Um, now, when you you know when mixed use are coming into you know that it, I feel like it it depends on the location. Um, but what really goes into thinking behind um, the project process? You know, why Portsmouth? Is there certain geographical factors or demographical factors that sort of tie into um, the types of projects or the type of zoning, anything? Um, you know, what kind of starts that, that process? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's the right question. You know, the, the thing that all of those regions that I just mentioned have in common is a, a quality of life, a high quality of life. Right. Um, you know, Portsmouth is just a phenomenal place to be. Uh, and, and Dover is quickly becoming, you know, similar to that. Mm -hmm. uh, so the East Coast region really is, is, uh, is just a very, very, um, you know, high, high quality place, place to live. Um, Portland shares those characteristics. We think Plymouth, Massachusetts is, is the same way. Uh, reminds us a lot of, of Portsmouth, maybe a few years behind, but seacoast town, great architecture, great history, great tourism, right on the water. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where it starts for us. And we have been involved in looking at areas like that prior to, prior to COVID, um, really because we kind of have, have been believers for a while that technology is allowing people to become untethered from their from their work environments, from the, right. the office, and this is this is not something that, that that COVID created. This was this was a trend that had already been been happening, and, and a lot of people have been looking at it, and we certainly were looking at it hard. So we felt, in the long term, places like Portsmouth were going to be growth areas, mm -hmm. um, and and it really comes down to if you can, if you don't have to uh, work in a particular place. You can work anywhere, therefore you can live anywhere. Where do you want to live? You want to live in a high quality of life area. Um, exactly. We think we're big believers in the urban lifestyle. We think that that's um, really, you know, we're we are uh, we're mammals. We're we're communal by na by nature, and wanting to be around other people um, is is just always going to be something that is going to be attractive. So um, we, we we look at. Uh, you know, these smaller urban areas that uh, have got great culture and restaurants and recreation and affordability compared to the Boston's and the New York of the world. So that's, that's where we have been for the last 10 years is looking in those areas. And that's what's drawn us to Portland and Portsmouth and Dover. Um, and then along comes the pandemic and it just took these trends and supercharged and accelerated them by I don't know, 10 or 15 years, whatever. Exactly. You know want to look at it um so that's you know that's the the, the kind of the nature of, of how we've been thinking about things yeah because it's definitely the work-life balance has been 
more fine-tuned or it's been more relevant now than ever before and more remote workers as you mentioned and why would you want to just be stuck at home when you can go to a nice restaurant be on the water and just be around people but still working still getting your stuff done um and just be around everybody i think that's it's a great plan yeah and you know whether whether you're working remotely or working from home 100 percent of the time or or hybrid where you're going to go into the office a couple days a week it's a lot different living in a place like Portsmouth, if you've got to commute to the, you know, Boston metropolitan area, because that's where your company maybe is based or has some, you know, some, some uh, headquartered space, uh, a, a lot easier to justify if you're going to do that one or two days a week than if you're doing that five days a week. Right. And so, uh, you know, we're, I, I think the jury is still out is where, where, in terms of where is this, where is this remote work thing, you know, hybrid thing going to, gonna gonna land and i think we're it's gonna i think it's gonna evolve over the next 20 years and, and we're gonna nobody knows nobody knows no, the companies don't know every every, exactly. every day you're different um depending on who's making the decision depending on what the circumstances are that week but mm -hmm. it's definitely it's definitely an evolving thing you know the genie's out of the bottle everybody knows they can be productive to a certain extent with remote processes yes. and they're looking to figure out the best way to take advantage of that and that's gonna, you know, we think that's gonna bode well for these adjacent cities that are, you know, that are kind of in the region, but um, a little, a little more um, removed, a little more affordable, and a higher quality of life. So, um, you know, you mentioned affordability, and that's kind of a big industry, you know, factor happening. And, you know, some interest rates are hiking; they're getting up there. So I'm just curious what um, what you've seen in Portsmouth and, you know, what the community can expect um, in recent trends, if you've seen any any hope on the horizon for maybe even more affordable housing or um, surrounding communities, how they can kind of help with affordable housing and mixed use developments. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think our perspective is what's gonna you know we have we have a a, a, a dire need for housing in this country mm -hmm. uh, and you know what you what you generally see and a big criticism that you you hear a lot is the housing that's being built is luxury housing and you know that's not what the you know tens of hundreds of thousands of units that we need are necessarily looking for um but the fact is that given construction prices and interest rates and all the economic factors, those are the, you know, there are certain rents that are required to, um, to, uh, to, to, to finance a new project um, and to make it feasible. But, you know, the bottom line is it's supply and demand. The more supply you put into the system, you know, overall, the, 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 you know, the, the more that's going to meet demand and the, and, and that's going to relieve, you know, uh, price, you know, price tension. Um, so, uh, you know, I think we're, I think, I think we just need, we need housing. Um, we need more units and, um, you know, we're all trying to build, to build for as low a cost as we can and rent for as low as we possibly can. And, um it's it's a real challenge particularly with interest rates today it's really it's a real challenge to make uh a pro forma work so I, I don't think there are too many developers that are out there 
uh, charging absorbent rents to you know that, that that they don't need to make their pro forma work, but that's that's how that's how um, that's how the market is. Um, yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, as you say. It's I mean it's it's up and down, but you never know what to expect. I feel like. Um, but what, you know, cause I know you guys are based in Boston. Um, are, what, are there major like different factors that come into play when you're looking at a project in mass versus in New Hampshire? Are there different, um, um, factors that come into play when a project is being developed? Um, you know, it, 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 I think it depends on where in Massachusetts we've done, you know, we've done work more in, in downtown areas of Boston, mm. uh, and it's it's really uh, you know it's a different world. There's a different cost structure. Um, land is much more expensive. Construction is more expensive. It's a union environment, um, which you know can increase costs, and it doesn't always, but it can. Um, so you know what we find in what we find in in New Hampshire, as well as areas certain areas of Massachusetts, as um, it's it's a lower cost structure. So it's it's more, you know, it allows us to create more affordable housing. Um, you know, people look at our rents at Portwalk and, you know, and, you know, they might laugh if I talk about, you know, more affordable housing, but, you know, we look at that compared to, to Boston mm. and, and, um, and so it's, you know, it's really all relative, but, uh, you know, it's the idea of, of just being able to, um, have a, have a, you know, offer a product, offer a quality of product that people want, um, at a, at a, at a price point that, that works for them. And we have found, we have found in, in New Hampshire and, you know, in the Seacoast region in particular that, you know, we generally bring in a, a, a higher quality product than what's been in the areas that we work with before. We just opened a, a, a new multifamily project, a mixed use multifamily project in Dover called Orpheum. And it's, you know, I think the first ground up uh, residential project uh, that's been there in a while. Um, and, you know, we didn't really have comps that we could point to, to say, you know, how are we going to justify our pro forma, what our rents are going to be. But what we found was there really was a demand for that quality. It just hadn't been met yet. So, you know, we think that, you know, there are markets that really are seeking, you know, seeking quality, seeking, um, you know, options that don't exist right now. And, you know, part of that, I think, is just, uh, you know, New Hampshire is, is evolving quickly. Um, and places like Portsmouth and, and, and the Seacoast and Dover are, um, are, uh, you know, looking for, looking for product options that aren't necessarily, haven't necessarily been there historically. Have you, um, considered looking elsewhere in New Hampshire? Are there other communities that interest you in terms of development? We've looked at projects in, uh, you know, the Nashua, Manchester, Concord, um, corridor um haven't done anything yet but we're certainly interested in it um you know we think that we think that uh particularly southern new hampshire is is, is going to be a, a, a great place to be um again because of the proximity to you know to the economic activity that's happening around the boston metropolitan area um so i think we i think i i would expect uh we'll be we'll be looking at other areas in new hampshire than, than just the seacoast Always good to hear. Um, now, on a personal level, what what sort of drew you into the industry, into real estate in general? Um, what was your what was your career journey? 
Well, my career journey was I graduated from college uh, without any idea what I wanted to do. It's a familiar uh, story. <laughs> <laughs> Other than playing a band at the time. So that was, uh, that was kind of where, where, where my energy was in it, you know, like, like a lot of, like a lot of college graduates, not so much anymore, I would say, but certainly, certainly back then in the old days, uh, that was not uncommon, um, less common, I think, than it is today. And uh, I kind of bopped around uh, doing that and, and starting, you know, some small businesses. And I realized I was an entrepreneur and I really wanted to do my own thing, but I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I ended up going back to business school. Um, and then after business school, I kind of uh, looked at a lot of smart people, smart alumni, and uh, saw that, you know, the real estate industry was where a lot of people were and that it was very entrepreneurial and uh, decided that that's where I wanted to be. And uh, I started on the brokerage side of, of things and commercial brokerage with Cushman Wakefield and worked there for a few years and then worked for a small developer. This was down in the New York area, um, worked for a small developer. And then uh, the, you know, 1990, 91 hit and the, the, the mother of all real estate recessions and the, uh, the, the company that I worked for ended up going out of business. So I found myself uh, without a job, um, but without having been in the industry long enough to owe anybody money, um, right. which was unique and put me and put me in an yes. advantage. So, so that was the time that we started Catharsis and um, kind of being in the right place at the right time. We were, you know, if it wasn't easy, uh, and in hindsight, it looks easy that, you know, anything that you bought at that time, you were going to make money on because the market just came, came back. And over the next 10, 10 years, it came back in a big way. So, you know, hindsight would say, gosh, that was easy to, 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 to you know, be successful then. And it was easy if you were able to get deals done. But it was also mm -hmm. really hard to raise money because nobody knew the market was going to be coming back. They were, right. you know. You know, people thought we had a five-year supply of office space that would never get absorbed. As it turned out, it got absorbed in 18 months, but uh, we didn't know that at the time. So um, kind of the right place at the right time to, to start our company. We were able to get a couple of year, couple deals done, and then we got some real tra traction and, um, and we're able to move forward. But it's really been, it's kind of the entrepreneurial nature of real estate that has always drawn me to it, you know, and being able to being able to deal with all of the different disciplines from finance to architecture and design to marketing to construction and putting that all together to create something of value that kind of contributes to the landscape and contributes to uh, you know, utility for people. And once you know you have that entrepreneurial spirit, there really is no going back. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to, to think about working for somebody else when you've Exactly. And especially yeah. if you have all these ideas and like you say, right place, right time. Yeah. Sense. <laughs> and um, we have the opportunity, we have the opportunity to work with entrepreneurs in what we do now. Um, mm -hmm. in, you know, when we build, when we build a residential community, we're very deliberate about bringing in the right kinds of services and uh, mixed use retail commercial tenants. And we want to bring in we want to bring in, you know, usually local entrepreneurs that have businesses that can add value to the community that we're creating. Mm -hmm. And so it's fun to, you know, because and as, as a landlord, you get involved in the businesses of your, oh, of right. your and you invest with them and you work with them. And, 
Um, so we have, you know, we're, we're, it's really fun to be able to, to work with our tenants and to, you know, help them as best we can to, to be successful. And, um, when they're successful, our communities are enriched by, by what they do and our communities can help them be successful. And it's, uh, you know, it's really a kind of a luxury to be able to, that's an opportunity to be able to do that. Well, I think that's a very positive note to end on. So <laughs> I just want to say thank you, Jim, for joining me today. Um, I think it was really insightful. And I just um, thank you for what um, you and Cathartis do. And hopefully you guys will have many more projects coming up in New Hampshire. And I'm sure we'll be hearing from you again. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks again. And um, this is just Amanda Andrews signing off saying be well, everybody.